Hi, my name is John Kristen, and this is Out of Bounds, Daily Bruins Sports Podcast. Hi, hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Out of Bounds. I'm your host, John Kristen, a senior staff writer here at the Daily Bruin. I could not be more excited to get away from my usual co-host, Sam Settleman, this week because we have a special edition of the podcast. We're not doing basketball. We're not doing football. We are doing a special baseball and softball themed episode, and I'm super excited to be joined by two newcomers on the pod, assistant sports editors, Jack, Matthew Nelson, and Joseph Crosby. What's up, guys? Uh, I, I'm doing well. Very excited to be on my first ever uh, podcast. Not excited for the rain this weekend, but yeah, otherwise great. Yeah, I'm ready to talk some ball. Which one of you guys is more nervous to come on today? I'm going to say it's definitely me. Like Joe seems pretty chill over there, but feeling the nerves a little bit, but excited for sure. <laughs> Yeah, I'm excited, but uh, you know, I'm not feeling super stressed. I'm just ready to talk shop, I guess. Softball and baseball both started back up in the last few weeks. Softball's a little bit ahead of baseball. Um, softball's the number one team in the country right now, so that's interesting. Lots of storylines, lots of fun stuff to talk about. And Jack is the softball editor. Joseph is the baseball editor. There are no two people that know about their respective sports than these two, so I thought it would be a great idea to have them come on, preview the sports for some fans looking to get into once basketball ends. Um and just regularly, but I have a series of questions for Jack and Joseph here, ready to go. A few of them they prepared for, a few of them they haven't. Just to get just to get everyone excited to kind of preview each of these teams for people that don't know. So I'll start with a very basic one, or start with softball, and then Joseph can follow up after with baseball. Jack, what is one word to describe UCLA softball season so far to catch up the fan who hasn't watched? Yeah, I, I think at the risk of making a sweeping statement this early in the season, um, really, I would say triumphant. I mean, right now they're 12-0, and 0, uh, best record in college softball right now. As you mentioned, uh, number one, they actually just um, got the number one spot for the first time in two years, uh, snapping Oklahoma's 31-week streak at the top. Pretty wild, you think about that, and the way they've dominated college softball recently. Um, they just finished up a tournament over in Clearwater, Florida at the Tax Act Clearwater Invitational, uh, beating uh, number six Florida State, number 10 Virginia Tech, and number 11 Alabama, so a bunch of big ranked wins for them. And uh, yeah, it's been a pretty uh, pretty impressive start so far for them. Joseph? What is one word to describe UCLA baseball's very young season so far? Yeah, you know, baseball doesn't have quite the pedigree that softball's developed yet. They're only ranked 17th in the country, haven't played any big-name opponents yet. But the one word I'd use uh, for their season so far is powerful. Uh, there's a lot of pop in their bats. They're slugging 557 as a team through these first four games, and they've already hit seven homers, which is more than the two they had through the first four games last season. Uh, John John Vons, who I'm sure... Listeners of the pod might know from hearing about him playing football, has already hit three home runs, which is tied for his 2022 total. So we're seeing a lot of, you know, good at bats and a lot of guys hitting the ball hard. Yeah, longtime listeners of the pod, the dozens of you guys out there right now know I'm a huge John John Vaughn's guy going back to football season, not just because we share half of a name, but big guy, I'm excited to watch him on the baseball team this year. And correct me if I'm wrong, baseball is 4-0 right now? Baseball is 4-0. They've played, they swept Omaha in their first series, and then uh, just yesterday they played uh, Pepperdine and won uh, in their midweek matchup. Uh, not quite as much of a, a resume thus far as softball's established. Joseph, who is the best player on UCLA baseball? The best player on UCLA baseball, I'd say, going to go with a bit of a hot take and go with Alonzo Treadwell, uh, starting pitcher, Takes the Saturday games these days after being the closer last season. He pitched to a 2.11 ERA with six saves as a freshman, and now making that transition to the uh, 
the starting rotation. I think there's a lot of talent. The ceiling is really high, and the floor is also really high that we've already seen so far. You know, John Savage has gone on record saying he's a he's a Friday caliber pitcher. You know, he's a guy that you can have at the front of your rotation. So I think we're going to see some big things from him this year, and he's going to show out and be you know the guy for for UCLA. Jack, what about you? Who's the best player in UCLA softball? So I've been pretty torn on this one because a lot of people, the easy pick here is Megan Framo. Um, I will give a lot of credit to Maya Brady, who's really had like a scalding start to her season. I mean, just in the at the Stacey Winsberg uh, Invitational Tournament, they had to open up their season. She tied the program record for consecutive at-bats with a hit, and she currently leads the offense with like a 568 batting average, 21 hits, 636 OB uh, on-base percentage. Um, but yeah, I will go with Megan Framo just because really at this point in time, uh, this is definitely her team. I mean, this is probably her last season, Richard Senior at the moment. Um, and she's the reigning Pac-12 Pitcher of the Year, a three-time, three-time All-Pac-12 first-team selection. Uh, and at the moment, uh, so far, she's 7-0 with a 1.26 ERA. Um, that is a little lower than where she stands last season. Of course, the season is still early, so that could definitely be subject to change. Um, at the same time, that's also not a sub-1.0 ERA, which in softball is kind of the gold standard there. Um, so she has two shutouts, uh, one of those being a no-hitter, four complete games, uh, and she's really just the the face of the the pitching staff this year for UCLA softball. I mean, she's obviously a strikeout machine. She's proven that over the years. Has 69 Ks so far over uh, 39 innings pitched. Um, but I would say probably the biggest stat that stands out to me, just looking through how she's performed so far, uh, would be her opposing batting average, um, which has been the lowest of her career so far at uh, 116. And especially after a lot of the ranked competition they saw over in Clearwater, that's something that definitely uh, stands out to me on her resume. All right, well, well, go back to Jack. Who is a freshman to watch? You know, not someone who's going to be the, the best player, not going to take all the headlines like Fremont and Brady, but who's like someone, some newcomer that you're looking out for that fans should be aware of? So yeah, this one uh, is a little tough uh, just because the recruiting class they've brought in has been one of the stronger ones that they've had in previous years. I mean, Taylor Tinsley, Megan Grant, and Jordan Woolery, all really big names so far for this program, but I'm going to go with uh, the latter, Jordan Woolery, who's an uh, infielder. Um, and she's really at this moment right behind uh, Maya Brady when it comes to offensive production for this team. Uh, she's hitting 452, which is, as I said, second on the team, uh, 14 RBIs, that's third across the team, and then is slugging at 710 percentage, uh, which is pretty pretty dang good for a freshman. I think about uh, the legacy of UCLA softball and the names that have come through. Um and so far, really, she's she's been a key impact. I mean, she had a grand slam uh, back in the tournament. That was her first home run, as actually as a Bruin, which is pretty wild to see. Um, and yeah, she's proved to be a very a very clutch, consistent hitter, which is something UCLA is going to need, especially in the latter stretch stretch of the season. Um, and also, it's going to be really important to see how she is going to be able to replace or at least try and make up for some of the production that was lost by uh, Delaney Wiz and then Brianna Perez, who both left the program after a last season. Joseph, what about you? Who's the best freshman or just generally newcomer that UCLA fans should watch for baseball? Yeah, I think a, a freshman to keep an eye on is <clears throat> is Cody Del Vecchio. You know, UCLA baseball's uh, incoming freshman class was, you know, it was strong. As, I think it was top 25 in the country, as it typically is. But there's not just not a lot of space in the lineup and the rotation and the pitching staff to like for these freshmen to make an impact. But Cody Del Vecchio has definitely made his mark thus far. He's got a six strikeouts over his three innings pitched across three games. So I think look for him to be a guy in the bullpen that's you know taking some leverage innings, covering some of those gaps in you know your Sunday games, your Tuesday games, and getting UCLA through nine innings of ball. 
But if you know if you're talking to any kind of newcomer, um, AJ Salgado is an infielder outfielder. He plays first, plays a little bit of right field. Uh, he's found himself in the lineup, filling that hole that uh, Jake Palmer left after leaving last season. And he, but he's a transfer, which is not something super common we see in a John Savage program. So keep an eye out for him to be, you know, a, a, not a freshman, but a newcomer on the team and making an impact early. Uh, going back to Joseph with another baseball question. What is one storyline to watch for this season? Yeah, I think the storyline, it's uh, piggybacks on what I said about best player. It's going to be Alonzo Treadwell's transition to becoming a starting pitcher. Uh, last season, we saw Max Radic make that transition from team's closer to starting pitcher, and then he proceeded to get drafted in the sixth round by the Cardinals this past season. So I think look out for Treadwell to be making that similar trajectory, that similar change of being the team's closer and then being their Saturday starting pitcher and just being you know, an anchor of that rotation and an anchor of that pitching staff. Because I, like I said, Treadwell's ceiling, I think, is incredibly high, and that's not just because he's six foot eight, uh, But just look for him to be, you know, be a dude on the pitching staff. Is that a pun? The six foot eight? That was a joke. It just came to me. <laughs> Jack, what about you? Storyline to watch for UCLA softball. Yeah, so I would say uh, one of the things that stood out to me so far, and I think a lot of people will see this just by looking at the roster and following the team, is that uh, the pitching staff this year is pretty old. You've got three out of the four pitchers uh, projected to leave after this season, those being Framo, uh, transfer Burkianez from Oregon, and graduate student Lauren Shaw. Um, so it feels like this is kind of like an all-in or nothing year for uh, UCLA's pitching roster and their staff there. Um, of course, with the fourth being Taylor Tinsley, a freshman, so she'll be able to kind of spearhead the staff going forward after this season. Um, but yeah, this definitely feels like one of the more experienced, kind of deeper bullpens they've had in years, which as UCLA knows, maybe more than you know any other program, that's really something that's valuable to have going into you know the Women's College World Series and going into June once that... Uh, probably inevitably happens later in the season for them. Um, so, I, I mean, from what I've seen so far from pitching, I mean, it was they had a very hot start, two complete game shutouts, two no-hitters uh, in their opening Stacey Winsberg tournament. Uh, when they went to Clearwater for uh, that invitational against a lot of ranked competition, of course, that came with uh, a lot more challenges for the staff. They had uh, some more earned runs. Um, still played pretty well. They usually put their offense in a position to win, which is really all you can ask from a kind of pitching staff against really tougher competition. Um, but yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how they're going to fare against the number two and number three teams in Florida in the Oklahoma or sorry, wait, in number two, Oklahoma, number three, Florida, um, coming up this weekend in Cathedral City. All right. We're going to take a quick break and then we'll get into best case, worst case scenario for the rest of the season when we come back. All right, we're back. It's time for some, not super predictions, but just, you know, looking at the ceilings and the floors of each of these teams um, to kind of end this conversation off. Joseph, let's start with you. Best case, worst case for UCLA baseball, what are they? Yeah, I think the best case for this team is a trip to Omaha and an appearance, you know, in that top eight College World Series. Uh, I, I keep, I feel like I'm using the term ceiling and floor a lot, but when you look at where this team ended up last season, uh, they made an appearance at the Auburn Regional and then didn't advance to a Super Regional. And it's largely the same team returning. I think there is the talent there to make an appearance in Omaha, but I don't know if they can really get any further than that. When you look at some of these other teams out in the country, like especially in the SEC, you look at, you know, Mississippi State's got a guy touching low in the mid-90s with from both sides of the rubber. Uh, and you just see all this talent out there. It's hard to say if this UCLA roster is going to be able to you know get it done and hoist a trophy at the end of the season. But I think... 
making it to Omaha is not really out of the realm of the possibility. And then in terms of worst case, it's it's floundering in the Pac-12 tournament that was instituted last year and just not having a good showing and then you know bouncing out of the, the regional pretty quickly uh, without making any kind of good sh- postseason uh, showing. There's, I think this team's floor is 100% making a regional. They're definitely one of the 64 best teams in the country. But I think you know in a sport like baseball, the worst case is definitely you know floundering in the postseason and not giving any kind of good outing. Where do you think UCLA baseball ends their season this year? I think they're going to end in a regional. I don't see this team doing any better than last season's and making it to a super regional. Uh, and it, it's it's hard to gauge so early in the season. But if I had to make one pick, it would be you know making a regional and then not going any further than that. Pessimistic, taking up Sam's job, tough. All right, Jack. Best case, worst case scenario for softball. So for best case, I'm going to go with a pick that a lot of people would probably make. Um, but I'm going to say a national championship. I mean, everyone knows how prestigious this program is. Everyone knows that every year, like it's, they have a pretty darn good shot at making, at least making the women's college world series. And then they have also a pretty good shot of winning it all. Um, of course, that's been more difficult in recent years due to the behemoth that is Oklahoma softball. Um, but I mean, that really was what I see as the ceiling for this team right now is a national championship. And I, I think it'll really come down to that power struggle with Oklahoma. And I really think that, uh, Florida is going to give, uh, UCLA a real run for its money. It's going to be interesting to see how UCLA shapes up against Florida over in, uh, Cathedral City, uh, this weekend. Um, but I think it's really going to come down to whether this team has what it takes to beat Oklahoma and ultimately be the better team in June. And I think for worst case, uh, probably an early exit in the women's college world series. Uh, I think my, my main concern at this point in time is just with kind of a little bit of lack of experience in the starting lineup. I mean, you've got three freshmen in Jordan Woolery, Megan Grant, Kennedy Powell, who so far have produced pretty well. Um, but like I said, the losses of Brianna Perez and Delaney Wiz are going to be tough for this team to overcome, especially down the stretch when experience is really what you need in the heart of that lineup. Um, like I've said, the trio of freshmen so far has produced pretty well. Um, but against tougher pitchers that have been to the World Series before that know what it takes uh, to win it all at that level, um, it's going to be tough for them to kind of replicate that production or at least put UCLA in a, a winning position at the plate. Who are you, what are you picking? Where does UCLA softball season end this season? So I'm going to say that I think they actually will make the finals of the World Series this year. Um, however, I do think that Oklahoma is going to repeat once again as national champions. I mean, there's a reason that this team was picked number one in the preseason and probably will overtake UCLA next week after the tournament in Cathedral City for the number one spot um, because Oklahoma is just has so much experience on their roster. Uh, they've just been able to really dominate in the postseason. It's, it's been something that we haven't seen since the mid-90s of UCLA softball, which, of course, is a long time ago. Um, but yeah, I think Oklahoma ultimately is going to get the better of this UCLA team down the stretch, and we'll see if we'll see if that pans out or not. All right, I got one more for each of them, guys. How was your first time being on a podcast? Good or no? It's good, uh, and yeah, happy to be here. We'd love to come back. Yeah, no, I'll, I'll echo your sentiments there, Joe. So it was definitely a, it was a blast for me. It was very chill. It was a good time. Um, other than Sam trying to interrupt us by opening some goldfish, which I did not appreciate, um, opening them very loudly, I might add. Um, yeah, this was a great time and hopefully I'll be uh, back on this podcast pretty soon.
Yeah, I have to say I did not miss Sam. I missed Gavin a little bit, who's usually here with us talking about basketball. Um, and we'll probably be back talking about basketball next week with a big Arizona game coming up and the Pac-12 tournament looming. But I have to say, Joseph and Jack were great today. I was happy to have them on. So thank you guys for coming on. Thank you guys for making your podcast debuts with me. Um, but that's going to wrap us up. Out of Bounds is brought to you by The Daily Brew, UCLA student newspaper. You can listen to this show and others by The Daily Brew on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and SoundCloud. And the transcript for this show is now available at dailybrew.com. Thanks, everyone.